Wedding Photographers, welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 107. My name is Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, good to be here. Alongside the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferraro. I try to do a ramp in on that. I don't know if that worked though. <laughs> I don't know. I'd... I got like a drum roll ramp. Yeah. I can't. I can't do a drum roll. Oh, that's that's not bad. Pretty that wasn't bad. Good because that's you did a, it on the desk. Base to it. Yeah. And on the on the desk. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I lost it, it towards the end. Yeah. I don't. I don't play percussion at all. So anyway, good to be here. We we were out a week. We couldn't do it last week. Yeah. Uh, we were that's, that's my fault. Up somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's everybody's fault because we there was just a lot <laughs> has been a lot going on. Um, uh, so speaking of which, uh, this is just we're back to like kind of a regular episode here, good sound sound quality and all. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's get to it, Jimmy. Yes. What's been up, brother? How's it going? What's been up? Um, had a a, a decent wedding this past Saturday, and I got to use uh, two things. Um, one is the, and I love it, is the, uh, the RL handcraft strap that I talked about. Love it. In fact, I talked to the owner a week prior and asked him a question. He's like, we actually have that on the site. And that's like, now, hold on a second. This, is this yes. strap the one that like you put and it just kind of like, it, it stays on to the camera and your hand just kind of stays strapped to it? Like, uh, it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a whole fast. Oh, style. okay. Okay. It's, it's yeah, the training it's a different bra. company, the training bra yeah, as it's, training as bra. it's formerly known as on the wedding photographers unite podcast. Right. Well, the training bra one is like buried now. It's just an, a backup kind uh, of thing. Okay. So um, you got like kind which of a real be good one. to travel with, I suppose, because it's very light and small. Okay. But this one feels really good. Easy to put on it. It, you can configure it differently, has different length straps. He gave me like a different slider strap. Uh, different length on it the carabiner is fantastic he's super cool the owner um i can't i really can't recommend it but the back of it has like this hinge to it like an h so it doesn't just cross in the middle with the with the pivot which i think is just a, a poorly designed you know way to wear something so it really does feel great and i can and if i take one camera off i can take two of the other straps and, and put on a um a bag as if it's like the Derringer model, but that's a different model. But uh, but if not that, I can take the shorter slider mm-hmm. and kind of just clip it on my belt, on the bottom part of my belt, and it kind of takes the weight really good. Yeah, I'd love it. Anyway, can't recommend it enough. It's a great, great product. Um, very reasonably priced as well. And then I was shooting with the uh, Sigma, one thirty-five a bit. Yes, the one that you, you showed that. on the on the oh, show last yeah. time yeah so dude is that lens not like the sweetest thing in the world man right shooting at one eight it's just well well what do you think about it, it? it it's cool i like it. it i really do like it. i like i like the um the the uh what's it, the discipline of putting on a prime and saying here's what i'm using here's what where the distance i gotta be at 
and I'm going to make it work. Because yeah, are you normally a Zoom guy? Um, I, no. For prep and ceremony, I'm unless I'm outside for ceremony, I'm typically primes. Um, and I don't go to Zoom unless uh, right. I'm sorry with the stroke, I derailed. I'm doing I don't, don't want to derail you. Go back then. Forget I asked that question. Go back That's to the right. 135. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I got the 135, and then I I kind of should have done this before. I bought it, but I'm but I'm on the fence on the Sony version because of that stupid aperture ring that's on there. But some some dude on on YouTube. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Yes. I thought you had the 135 Sigma. I do. 1.8 Sigma Art. Yes, Sony just came out with the same model. Oh, oh, oh! You're saying that you're on the fence about getting the Sony one instead? Is that what you mean? I mean, if I said that, I meant to say that I was in the beginning when I f- knew about the Sony. Oh, okay. It's a little bit more money, but. Um, I understand in low light situations, the Sony will be far better in focus than the Sigma. Mm. And sharpness and everything else, it's right up there. And close, it focuses maybe another six inches closer, which is actually pretty good for you know that lens. Mm. Anywho, um, I like it, and, I, and I'm, I'm not real. I'm not using it in low light anyway. So uh, I, yeah. I really, I dig the lens. Yeah, for me, that lens is all about like portraits. Like just like blurring the crap out of the background, shooting at one eight, lock solid in their eyes, and just very much like our Skype call right now, where we're blurring the background. Uh, you press a button and it just blurs the background, and then we have a professional look. It's just like that. <laughs> we might as well not even. Um, whoa, what what are you holding up? He's holding up. I don't know. It, thing. it has I'm my name sure on it. In, yeah, in the, making sure. Uh, well, we can't see it, Jimmy, because of all that focus effect. Oh. Oh, I can't see it. All I see is your yes, hand in focus. Yes, I am. All right. I so, am. Yes, okay. Jimmy. All right. <laughs> you didn't hear me clap it earlier? I tried to be stealth about that. That didn't work so good. <laughs> oh, he's asking if Neil was recording. That's all okay. good. <laughs> all right. I like um, how you're talking about, you know, lenses and stuff, but yet you're writing my notes to me. I like he's that. He's checking it. He's checking it. He's yeah. holding up the sign. Like, is Neil recording? Because, you know, he was. All right. Just no confidence in me. Yeah, I know. Come on, man. I, hey, I at least hear he's it. thinking about me. Yeah, I didn't hear it. So um, back to the lens. Yeah. yeah you, you had that one for a long time for your Nikon. I had it for my Nikon for a while, and I first got it and loved it, but then I was having like some kind of focusing issues with it, shooting at 1.8, and so I like kind of stopped using it and went back to my 70 to 200, but ever since I just got it back converted towards the end of last, towards the fall, when it came back converted for Sony, it is my one number one go-to portrait lens, like no question about it. Yeah. Because it's yeah. just every every time one eight every time it's just like it's in focus. The eyes are in focus. The background just blurs to jelly. It's just like it's all, like a monkey could hold that lens. And so during a photo. wedding, when do you use it? I mean, I, you said it's your hundred percent portrait lens, but I mean, when when during a wedding do you use it? Just during portraits, and that's it, or do you keep it on like during the ceremony too, or, or does it all depend? Uh, portraits of the bride and groom for sure. Um, often with mm-hmm. the wedding party, if I have enough space to back up, um, yeah. it, but if I have, I have to have the space to back up. Um, and, or do you, uh, like, and, do you and, resort to your 7,200 still? Yeah. So, so no, because, so what I've okay. started to do is I have like a backup bag of equipment that sits in my, I, I've really kind of like minimized the equipment that I carry with me on a wedding day to one bag. I have the two cameras around me and then I've got one bag and then that's it. And but what I do is I have like a like a bag of you know like a holy crap bag shit hit the fan. Hopefully I never mm. have to go into that bag. And in that bag is like <laughs> a third camera body, the seventy to two hundred, 
a couple other lenses, like things that I just like hope, like if I ever go into that bag, like something wrong has happened, but I just mm-hmm. bring it with me on the wedding day and it sits in the back of my Jeep. And then that way I don't have to like carry this extra stuff around. Um, you know, but okay. in, in an emergency, like my second shooter could go go to my car and pull some of that stuff out if we needed it. But, but I just, but what's, what's so great too, cause I do also use that lens at 135 at the ceremony that replaced my 70 to 200 for me. Because, That's why I was asking because I'm I'm looking to replace my 7200. Yes, and, and the and what it it works perfectly for that. Um, you know, given the space, I have an 85 as well, so I'll either have the 85 on if 135 is too tight, or I'll have and the 85 is nice and light. The 135 is kind of a bigger lens, but not quite what a 7200 is. But I'll put on that uh, 135 um if 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 the reach works and then the other thing about that is is you really don't need the 70 to 200 in the sense that like especially because i'm shooting that 135 on my a7r3 which has like some ridiculous megapixel count like ridiculous you can crop into a quarter of the frame you know um so i really do have like 200 essentially you know Mm -hmm. like when you kind of compare it if you use it think about it like a crop if you ever need to um so it's uh it's been great and it's a little bit lighter than my 7200 would have been anyway so if you're if you were to take one away which one would it be the one 135 or the 85 um well if i had to unfortunately this wouldn't be my choice in terms of the picture quality but it would be my choice in terms of the sometimes that 135 is just too tight you know for even uh okay. even a portrait lens you know okay um you know, if if you're in a small ceremony con- shooting condition, then that 135 ends up being a little too tight. So then you got to go with the 85. But mm-hmm. but if you have the space, then the 135 every day. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I liked I liked using it. Um, I had I had a little bag on me that Domkey bag. I have two of them. I had the bigger of the two bags, <clears throat> and so I had that connected to the that uh, strap I talked about. And in there, I think I floated the 28s always with me because it's a great prime. It's a great wide. It, to me, I love a 35, but it's sometimes not wide enough, and the 28s enough to be like not like 24. It's a it's a good it's a good right in the middle range. I had that, and then I had the 85, and then the 135, and maybe I threw the 50 in and ditched the. I could put three lenses in there, but then it, it's kind of hard to swap because then I got one hand holding the lens, and then. You know, uh, blank. It's because it's kind of it's a bit better to have one empty slot in that three hold bag I have, and I I I enjoyed it. I loved the the ping ponging from like the fifty to the one thirty five or the you know the twenty eight to boom zooming right into a super close up on the one on the one thirty five from where I'm standing. You know, the bride's like say ten feet from me. I got the whole room. I got the scene setter of the room with makeup artist, the the bags in the back, whatever the people in the background, whatever's going on. And then, boom, quick lens change. I'm on to a close-up of her. Ideally, I would love to get another body. And then, because my Ace, my Sony A7 is just kind of slow, and it's that's strictly for backup at this yeah. point. It's it's just it's like click click. It's really slow, and it, the features aren't there, and mm-hmm. so and the focus is slow. So then I can just have one body live with that lens on it, essentially. Right. Or, or a 28. You know, Jimmy's Natalie still using the uh, D5. Yeah, she wasn't with she's, me in the she, wedding. I, I took Kathleen with this one. Okay, she had a she had to work her other job. And what but, does she um, use? Nikon, uh, she shoots right? the D5. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which I, again, when I picked that sucker up, I'm like, so nice. Even this, <laughs> even the 750 with a grip, which Kathleen shoots with, feels so nice. Like the Sony's nice, 
it just doesn't yeah, feel it doesn't feel like a real camera like it like, does like i in know terms of like a real dslr that we're used to it, it feels so now like, that, i love all the features yeah okay so now that you guys have like the smaller lightweight cameras you guys are still wanting that that bigger body well you know i can answer that because on this wedding i decided to not use the vertical grip mm -hmm. and overall i i didn't like it okay so overall, I, I i don't use that vertical grip i had it and i got rid of it because i just uh, it, and that didn't really do anything for me. And I very rarely shoot in portrait mode anyway, and I'd rather have it lighter. However, I think I mentioned this on the show before. I, I wouldn't mind having that little pinky thing that people sell. Yeah. Um, cause erg the, the ergonomically, pinky thing, though, um, yeah. gets in a way of, that gets in a way of something mm. that maybe the taking the battery the, out, maybe, uh, maybe the battery. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. It, yeah. And you can't like quite lay it flat to shoot vertical, you know, mm, on ground mm, or something. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Urban, what's yeah. been going on? Where does what's up? We're home. We're we're done oh, traveling. Which, you, oh. you had like what, like seven <laughs> Florida weddings? No, no, three. <laughs> okay. We had three, but it, it was back and forth only because they were all different parts of the state. Um, but no, we're 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 done. And it feels so good to be home and not have having to travel again. Uh, I mean, you just had that Boston wedding. You know, you, you kind of know what it feels like to uh, you just went tra traveling all over the world and stuff. You know, what it feels like to uh, I'm glad to be home to be away from home. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to see a plane again anytime soon. <laughs> uh, I know. You know, our, our last flight, it was nonstop and it was we had, we had like four hour delays. It was insane. It was it should have been two hour mm. there and, and done. But Anywho, um, those weddings were pretty good. It was hot. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot the, the last one was hot. It was 91 degrees with 80% humidity. It was, it was a hot one. But um, the, the Destin uh, Florida one, I, I think I, uh, this was the problem that I had last week. This is one of the reasons why we didn't air last week. Well, I was on a plane too. Um, they hired us to, uh, to shoot the um, rehearsal dinner. And they wanted family portraits done right on the beach. I was getting set up for it. And the car was parked about, I would say, about half a mile away, maybe even a little bit more. I only brought one Pro Photo B1 out there because I was going to use the sunset, you know, as, as a backlight. And um, I'm all set up. I do a practice shot with the parents. Nothing fired. Nothing. Uh, oh. Uh, so I, 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 I chuckled it. And then I kind of shook it. And I heard, like, something rattling in there. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not a good That's sign. not what you want to hear. That's no, a bad no. sign. So I, I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to run back to the car and get the other pro photo, but I'm going to take my transmitter just in case, you know, so I can test it uh, to see if that one's okay. I get to the car and that one's rattling too, and it doesn't work. So both of my B1s, I, I always travel with two B1s and both B1s are dead. Nothing. Oh. Yeah. Oh God. So, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay. Um, it, I, but I, just in case this does happen, <laughs> which thank God it, I, I have a backup plan for for lighting. I brought all my speed lights, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, I'm so used to using my B ones that I needed four speed lights just to almost imitate like a half of a B one. Oh yeah, it, it, it was crazy. Uh, so I I had two light stands and Danielle was holding two two other speed lights. Oh yeah. And, and they they were firing on on, on full power. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, you know the, that that's not a good feeling. Um, the day before a wedding, uh, you know, especially a very high end wedding like like it was, um, and we were doing um, the the following day we were doing like one o'clock portraits. Yeah. Like 
mid mid summer terrible now, high sky or sun yeah and i'm just so used to using those lights that you know take take those away from me um it's like oh crap okay i gotta rewind to two years ago what i was doing right dude because because for those b1s you can just like overpower the shit out of the sun so it doesn't oh, even like it doesn't even it doesn't even matter yeah. what the sun's doing right right i, I can yeah. i can make one o'clock day daytime look like midnight right. almost yeah with, with these lights so that, that was a little that was a little bit of a headache um so once once i got home and by the way i, I was flying delta um I have a feeling that my my uh, Pelican case had quite a few dings on it, so I, I, I blame Delta on so that. So that has to be right. Like they were they were banging around or something like that, and like the bulbs mm-hmm. bulbs broke or something I mean, like that. Or yeah, luckily, you know, um, I got back home. I, I went on B and H right away, and I replaced. I bought. I purchased one flash tube uh, for the B one. Um, and here's here's a tip, which. Um, if you guys have have a B1 or one of the one of the pro photos, there's when, when you go to take out the flash tube, there's like a little um, paper clip that's attached to the flash tube. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. There's one like little YouTube that hardly has any views out there um, that that describes this. And luckily, I found it. Do not pull that paper clip out because if you pull that paper clip out, it needs to be resoldered, and you have to send it into Pro Photo. Um, Ugh. so if you're replacing the flash tube, do not pull that out. Yeah. You just tell tell your friend, tell tell your friends if, if any of them have them. So the, the, I'm surprised that video doesn't have more hits and, and there, and there's absolutely no instruction manual to replace them either. Um, so anyways, uh, so yeah, I, I, I bought one flash tube. It, it came in within two days. Um, I tested on both lights, both lights were firing. So luckily uh, both both flash tubes were were broken and nothing else, um, so that that was it. And then uh, then my second wedding in in um, Sarasota, no no problems. And actually one one more Destin uh, issue, um, we pretty much flew down there to shoot at this one location. We we scouted the whole location, and everything. Um, this is where the bride and groom wanted. This is why they chose this whole area. And I, I scouted and everything. Uh, bride and groom watched my little video. I did like a little video on Facebook, and I guess someone saw it too. Well, one of their friends was guest, and they were like, "Oh, you're not allowed to shoot there." And the bride came up to me the like night before. She was like, "What are we gonna do? We're we're not allowed to shoot at this area." And I guess they charge like twenty thousand dollars, and only if you pay that what? fee to, oh sh- my to have, God. have a wedding there. You're allowed to shoot there, so I'm like, okay, so it's not really against the law to shoot there. They're, they just they just require like kind of like you to have a wedding there in order to do it. Was this private so, property or public property? No, it's 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 public property. Well, then screw that. But but, but they they say it, it's within a community, but but it, there's the, it's not gated, right? So and all the streets have public access. I mean, we rode a bike on there, no problem. Mm-hmm. And and when we scouted this location, I mean, we ran into one person. It was like one employee, and you actually see it in the video. He's walking around with a with a hose, and he was super nice. So, to calm the bride down. I was like, you know what? We're just gonna go anyway. We 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 shoot in New York City. Whenever they come up to us, we just say, you know what? We're from Buffalo. We're from out of state. We 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 don't know. Okay, we'll we'll move on. So I just said, you know, we're, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna go there and and we're gonna shoot and and leave if if anybody says anything. So as soon as we got out of the cars, um, we uh we just started shooting like right away and and we worked deep. Like we started like closest to the car and then kept going, kept going. So if 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 we were to go the farthest and then work our way back. 
if someone caught us, then they would probably like follow us just to make sure that we didn't shoot along the way back to the car. So that's, that's kind of like one of my little tips of getting around that. Um, and then once, once we finally got to the farthest spot where I wanted to shoot another, like another photographer, um, and a groom showed up, it looked like they were getting ready for a first look. And, um, so I got, I got to give a shout out to this photographer because I congratulated her groom, of, of getting married and he gave me a little smile and this little in the in the photographer i said hello to her right in front of my clients um and she did not even give me a smile she didn't smirk she just like gave me this like devil stare so if she's <laughs> listening hello that was me yeah oh my uh, God. Yeah. yeah and and she was uh, and she was wearing bright yellow i know florida is like the sunshine state but you don't have to represent that in your shirt of of working a wedding it was cammy wasn't it <laughs> you know dude i actually no, she, had no, she wears no she wears all black but i mean come on like really seriously <laughs> know, you got to give attitude of i mean what am i like on your property or, or whatever like am i on your turf like no like we're just we're all wedding photographers shooting and and you well, can she, at least she didn't know i mean we made eye contact and you know yeah i know that but you know you know how other photographers get and uh you know but but you know what she made me look good because for the 30 seconds we walked away the clients were like god what was her problem and she didn't she didn't congratulate my clients either so i was like screw her yeah I had a. I, I was doing. You guys a, ever with that of other photographers having like these egos, of like yeah, I'm not talking to you. Dude, I had I had a family shoot, um, in Florida. Like I was shooting in Florida and somewhere down there. So it's and that, this is why I say that because that was in Florida that happened. I was doing a family sh- a, a family shoot at some park or something like that. Shooting with a couple on this like strip on this you know, clearly, the there and another photographer like comes up knows what we're doing they know exactly what we're doing shooting on this on this like strip or whatever and they like get they're like in the frame they're like in the frame behind the shot that i'm taking shooting in a different direction with a different couple i had to like stop them like hey guys do you mind like you you see what we're you're in the shot right now like like are like are you dumb are like i would never do that to another photographer just like and there's plenty of space you could shoot anywhere in the spot um dude that that pissed me off i told you about that other thing when i was in um uh maryland or something somewhere i don't oh I don't know. yeah about that one i still think about it to this day man that one dude um i was doing a first look look with a couple out on the rocks out of the thing and and i was like and i was like hey man if you don't mind you know like we're, we're doing a first look the the um, bride's about to come see the groom uh you so if you don't mind if you we're, we just need like the first five minutes that'd be awesome man thank you so much and he looks at me and he's like did you rent this this area? Did you rent this property? Dude, I wanted to punch this dude in the face. I literally just wanted to like slap this guy in the face. Like who does that? Who says that? Who's going to do that when someone a couple's about to have their first look? Like I like uh, dude, I can I'm, I just see this this dude's face in my mind right now and I just want to slap the shit out of him. Like who does that? That was so horrifically just take, terrible. Just take his picture next time. I oh, wish I took a God. picture of this like, girl because I, sure, I, I, I know they're not listening. I know they're not part of our group because our group is all about uniting, and these <laughs> right. people are definitely not oh, yeah. about that. Good, good they're, point. They're anti-uniters. <laughs> exactly. Wedding photographers don't unite. The podcast. <laughs> Wedding photographers stare each other down. Yeah. With angry eyes and eyebrows. But that's about it. What about you, Amy? <sighs> I'm just in it, man. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. Um, a few weddings deep, a few little headshot shots deep. 
And I've got uh, tomorrow going into Lilac Festival. Um, it's a 10-day day festival, but I end up shooting about five of those days. But a lot of them are like half days. So I'm probably there like seven-ish days, maybe eight days, something like that. Maybe a couple days that I won't have to go, but um, it ends Are up you being... bringing that in help this year? Yeah. Or do you have to? Yeah, I always... Um, so the way I do it is I have um, somebody there editing while I'm shooting. So there's like a media tent and I have um, somebody... Um, like I drop off my cards. They actually do the selects and then and then start the, start the editing process, like using my kind of preset and that kind of thing. So that when I go back, I'm not like overwhelmed with the amount of photos that there are to kind of pick through. And then also there's like a social media person that's like on site at the festival. And sometimes they want to use stuff like in the moment, like that day to promote promote on like Facebook or um, that kind of thing. And then my whoever's, you know, running editing in the media tent can basically hand over photos to the social media person as needed, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, it's coming up tomorrow. And yeah, I'm already uh, just trying to trying to trying to edit. I, I I wanted to get like this other wedding edited by this point, and I've already got like a couple of wedding books I got to do. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Good times. Good times. <laughs> um, um, can I segue for a second, Andy? I keep forgetting to ask yes, you a lightning question. I'm done. So let's uh, let's segue. Segue away. Okay, two question, twofold question on Lightroom. A What's the purpose of proof uh, viewing when the back screen turns white? There's a real reason for that, and it's a reason that I never use and do not quite understand myself except when I look it up as I have in the past and it made sense after I looked it up and then totally forgot the information as to why it is even there. Okay. Um, oh, I, see, I always, I always a, use that just to scroll through the images like really quick. Is it just a, a viewing thing to get a white mat? Like if you're proofing it to clients? No, uh, well, well, you can't you can't edit in that. Well, no, that I don't think viewing. he's talking about library mode. I think you might be talking about library mode. He's talking about proofing. No, it's, it's a, live proofing. There's a proof mode. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's where it's where you can click through the images really quick. Like I when I pick the images that I want to post to Facebook, thought... I just go on that and I go through them really quick. I thought that had something to do with uh, color. Is it, it's faster than management, but yeah, it's faster. I thought it had something to do with color right. management. I'll, I'll look, I thought maybe you have a, an okay. easier answer because you know when you look crap up on on uh, anywhere and you get a thousand answers. If uh, if Chris so, Chris Schulatz, I don't I'm probably not saying his name correctly, but if he still listens to our podcast on a regular basis, Chris, let us know what do we do. Chris knows all. Uh, let us know. Talk to talk to us about proofing and okay. <laughs> in, in the in the. Right. Uh, and my other question is now this one I don't get at all because I don't really know what it does. Um, when every now and then you, you leave Lightroom, you quit it and said, do you want to back it up? You go, yeah, okay. But then when you go to the backup, <laughs> it, it doesn't back up images or anything. I don't know. What no, the hell does that do? No, I always it, say it, no. It makes another, it makes another, I believe it makes a secondary catalog file in case like one catalog file gets corrupted or something like that. Um, I think that's all that really is. Okay. Uh, so I tried like, going back safety. in time, like as, as it was little, a time machine. Yeah. Didn't, didn't really do it. 
no, no, no. That's ju- that's just like um, you know, you want to back your stuff up. Back- Here's another catalog file, so you don't have to go back and edit the wedding, kind of a thing. I believe. Now, does it create a separate catalog file? I think so, but uh, do I know exactly what I'm talking about? No. Oh, so we it don't. so <laughs> so it might um it might just kind of like redo that catalog file and update it, maybe. Um, but I think it might do a second catalog file. I think it's just crazy like a backup catalog file in case you need to roll back. Okay. I think that might be true. I don't know how much that helps, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please do remember that this is Wedding Photographers Unite and we have a hand picked assortment of information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show, the show most certainly goes live roughly every other week, sometimes every three. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. If you get something out of the show, if you enjoy it, if you get information that's relevant to you, especially in the stuff that comes up as we're going to answer some questions, um, please don't forget to leave us a review if you haven't. Um, stars are great. Words are better. Don't forget to do that. And subscribe in iTunes. Uh, you can also, you can say, hey, um, uh, uh, I'm going to say Alexa. She's listening now. Um, but you can you can tell her, you can say, hey, will you play the latest episode of Wedding Photographers Unite on uh, TuneIn Radio? And she'll play the show. Um, <laughs> these guys are, are scheming over here big time. Man. <laughs> they want to get their glasses. They want to start clinking. Where, They're like holding them up. The the they want to they oh. upset me so much when I go to episode, when I go to Atticus <laughs> podcast. I don't like those mofos. Oh, we got to start oh, showing these videos. Those slimy <laughs> bastards. Um, I'm about to take my shirt off. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And so what was I just saying? Oh yeah. What was I just saying? You're talking about reviewing and subscribing and starring. Yeah. But I, I think like I, Jared Freed. I went, I went on from there. There was something else that I, that I just mentioned. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can also ask, uh, you can say like, Hey Google, uh, play the latest episode of this podcast, Wedding Photographers Unite. And it'll do that too. Oh, uh, so, really? so there's different ways to listen what to about Alexa. Does Alexa do it? Uh, if you were listening to anything that I just said, <laughs> He's when like you were Google. looking, talking about picking up your glasses and clicking your glasses, which is why you had no idea what I said, you'd know that that's what I was talking about. Okay, so you're gonna have to go back, you're gonna have to listen to that minute mark, and then even and then figure that. it out from there. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, uh, and then and lastly, you can send in questions to info at wedding photographers unite, or you can connect to us on our Facebook group. Uh, we'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you, and in that specific facebook group uh if you uh go there uh to wedding photographers unite on facebook you type it in you go to that thing and then uh sometimes we'll ask questions like hey we've uh any questions for our show and people will write in people just like danielle thorne danielle says how do you attract new clients after being in the same area for two to three years I moved back home where i grew up about three years ago so she um I moved back home where to where I grew up about three years ago. So she's been back for about three years. Uh, I am still struggling to maintain a steady stream of clients. I shoot mainly weddings and engagements. I have not tried bridal shows, but I am open to the idea. And she's happy to go more in depth if we'd like to. So uh, how do you attract new clients after being in the same area for two, two to three years? You come back. 
How do you attract new clients? Uh, what do you do? I don't have an answer for that. I've, I've been in this area my whole life. I never moved. I changed careers, but I started from the ground up with this career, so it, I can't answer that. Yes. I, do, I don't know. You have, you have, that's, that's a question where you, you have to find someone who's done it, and I, I'm going to guess anywhere in the country. It's similar, you know, this, this city, this suburb, small town, whatever the case is. But that, that's a factor, too. You know, she in a small town, she in a big city or a smaller city, rather. I don't know. It, it is tough when you leave and then come back again. Yeah, where, where does she live? Um, Finger Lakes. Can we? I don't know. Oh, wait, no, that's where yeah, I think studied at. Well, no, I think she's in that uh, Clyde, Clyde Syracuse area because she oh, okay. came to my workshop when I did that workshop like a year ago. Okay. Um, so I think she's out in that area. So Western New York area, you know. Um, but Cent- Central. Yeah, Central. I'm I'm sorry, okay. you know, but like you know, same kind of deal. A Buffalo, <clears throat> a Rochester, a Rust Belt city, if you will, mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of a place. <laughs> But she um, talks about uh, bridal shows, and uh, Nat and I have done a few. I've done a few before her joined the company and all, and um, I, I don't do them anymore. And we, her and I have done some where it's like it was just one other photographer, like a small one, and then big ones. And we did. I've also done like double booths because there's not that much money. And I just I, – I don't – it's not my thing, at least in this area, because – it's pretty much 100% bride and brides coming up, just flipping through albums, not even saying hello, being like, um, what do you charge? I'm like, how about hello? How about hi, how are you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice to meet you. Nothing. Nothing. It's so frustrating. So we just said, F this. We're not doing it anymore at all. And we haven't, and it's been fine. Because yeah. it's not like the days back in the day when you would, bride and groom would go to there with checkbooks in hand right. and lay out deposits. But it was different back then. It was different yeah, back then because, yeah, because you were hiring people that knew how to take a photo. And now they don't hire people. <laughs> people I'm just no. joking. I'm just joking. No. But, um, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but, but what I will say is here, here's the thing. Here's the, here's, this is the magic sauce right here. I'm going to throw it on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the pasta in the pot. I'm gonna I'm gonna get boil it. it up for like seven minutes. I'm gonna get it just Pump so it. so it's al dente, al dente pasta. That That's what basil. we're making right now. Okay. And I'm gonna take the take the pasta sauce and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it on right now. Okay. Here's here's the magic okay. sauce. The magic sauce is every client that you do have, you kill it, you destroy it in terms of like working with them. You over deliver. You, 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 you love them. You get them to love you. Do you know what I mean? And you just like over deliver it every, every aspect of, of the clients that you do have. And I, I find it just that if you just spend time doing that, then they do the advertising for you. And then one client turns into two, turns into three, et cetera. Even if you have a low number of clients, I would focus all of my energy on just killing it with those clients and then I really feel like that's how you build your business the right way. In a sense that when you go do a bridal show, nobody cares who you are. They're just hiring any photographer. If but yeah. if but if you kill it on somebody's wedding, they know you. Their sisters get married later, the brothers get married later, all that kind of stuff. Then trees start to grow, tree branches start to grow in one direction and another direction, another direction. And they and they have to have you. 
because they want you, because they like your photography and your style and your personality. That's what it is. I'm just telling you, that is, that's the magic sauce, period. Like, that is it right there. And sometimes, you know, if, if, you, yeah. if you want to build that effective business where it's all referral, all word of mouth, you don't want to do brattle shows, you don't want to do any of that stuff, that's it right there. Now, I will say, Danielle, like if you're if you're like going to a new area, like if I've, I've always said the only time I would, I've never done a brattle show, I never will. But if But if I ever did, the reason would be because I moved to a new area and I have zero clients that I can build up that base that I was just kind of talking about with, right? So then you you go somewhere, you charge a little bit less, you build up a client base, and then you start, you know, price bumping up to where you should be in order to charge the amount that you should be to make a living, and True. Uh, and then you kind of go from there. But um, that's those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, good advice. Yeah, good advice uh, for weddings this year. Um, I'm not sure if she wants immediate results. Um, like, I'm, I don't know if she wants to start booking weddings like right away. Uh, but you know, when when you do kill it this year, post the crap out of those images. And I see that she does. You know, I, I'm on her business page right now on Facebook. You know, she she does. She's doing all the right things. She's she's posting. She's hashtagging even on Facebook. I'm hoping that she's she's. You, you don't have well, to hashtag Danielle. You don't well, have to no, do it. Not, yeah, not on Facebook, but <laughs> I'm on just, Instagram. I'm just kidding, I'm def, just definitely, you should hashtag. Definitely I'm a Instagram. jerk for not doing it. I'm Absolutely. But when you're on Facebook, tag, 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 <laughs> tag, tag, tag your clients, tag their friends, tag their family, tag their guests, all that stuff. Um, and then ask ask them to share. You know, um, Always leave your website whenever you make a post. Uh, leave your website so that they get to go right to your website. Now, I did a little bit of Facebook stalking. I scrolled down to back in April on her on her um, on her Facebook page and looked like she looks like she just came out with a brand new website. So yeah, you, you, you know you're doing the right things. Yeah, but make sure you work your SEO. It's where you're tagging a lot of um, keywords to your new location, where where your new residence is, where you want to book weddings. Um, and give it time to actually get into the works. It usually takes almost a year. I know it's, I know it sounds frustrating, but that's, that's pretty much how long it usually takes for Google to start recognizing, always keep your website updated, update, update, update. Um, and then you'll see results this time next year, you will start seeing results. If you just keep, keep doing this and keep this pattern going. So I'm, I'm on a page too. I'm just uh, doing a little trolling, and apparently she has a black dress that has a constant Woody Johnson to her right. I'm gonna leave it at that. What? What? <laughs> you got it. She's wearing she's wearing a, a dress, and she did the the thing up. But when I look when I look at the photo, what is it's it? It's so weird. Oh, I'm Jimmy, like, this dress what? Is, are, Jimmy, wait, just wait, are stop. You on a because personal? what is a Woody Johnson? What are you even talking about? I, what? You really? Come on. What is that? Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on her personal page. I love her cover photo about the Michael Scott. Yeah, I love her photos. I, I, <laughs> I, Danielle, I apologize, but that one dress photo is just... Wait, I, what, are I had wait, what are you talking about? What are you I'm talking on, about? Her Say that again. Are you, are, you on, are you on her web page? What are you talking about? I'm on her, her, her profile Her profile page, her Facebook page. Her profile picture? Yeah, and her, and her profile pic. She has the one her, laughing with a camera. Okay, yeah, is that what you're talking about? No, 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 keep going. There's one of... She's wearing a dress... <laughs> and all of a sudden, his dress is doing oh, this crazy thing to her right. <laughs> Jimmy, it's like someone to hold it. Oh and my god! To take a Please picture. just ignore and him, then... Danielle. Just, just ignore. I am, I'm sorry. Again, I apologize. Very silly person. I am very silly. But um, I'm, I'm commenting on on the uh, <laughs> when people do the flail the dress thing. Uh, I, can I can I 
chime in on a whole other tangent and be like, be careful because when it looks obvious that someone was holding a dress. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like the, there's, there's a it subtlety. It looks like a string. Is you can, you can tell yeah. when it looks like somebody yeah. is forcing it's it. Hard there's a second that shooter too. holding over and you can, and versus when it looks like the wind and there's, yeah. it's, it's a tough, uh, there's a lot of gray area in there and you gotta, gotta look for that. You, gray you, area. Yeah. You want it on the way down. So it flutters yes. on the way down. Yes. So it looks like it's, it's, it's natural. wind, na- natural wind, yeah. not like, yeah, yeah I, I think back to like some of my like first, second year shooting. And I had like these people, my second shooters like holding these dresses off to the side. I'm like, Nope, no son, not anymore. You know? Anyway, <laughs> um, Danielle, thank you for your question. Uh, Valerie writes in to the Wedding Photographers Unite podcast on the Facebook page and says, what do you do to maintain your physical health during wedding season? Do you see a physical therapist, Tyro, massage therapist often? Let's start there because she's got uh, three questions. So what do you do to maintain your physical health during wedding season? Physical health. Huh? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Usually, you know, during during wedding season, it's not much of a problem. Because I mean, you, because you're being sweat, in you shape sweat off the pounds yeah, every week. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're also competing like but crap. getting getting sore and and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I'll um, say, I like. I, I take, mean, we're all getting older. You know, we're yeah. not getting any younger. So I'm sure we all have experience. But what, what were you gonna say, Andy? Um, that I actually like last year like i was like working out all the time all the time all the time and then wedding season came last year and then all the working out stopped and i had wedding season 2018 was and, this before your wedding and, you and getting, in combination yeah, yeah. with that too yeah <laughs> and then uh and then wedding season 2018 happened and, and then, then Andy got married and, and then no working out <laughs> <laughs> uh until until <laughs> christmas time and then i and then i did a little bit i was going to do like a lot during the off season and I didn't do as much as I thought I was going to do. And now here we are, wedding season 2019. What am I going to do? I don't know. We'll see. During the week, I would like to do like my little thing that I do in the morning. And hopefully I'll get back to it. But other than that, like um, drinking water, I think all the time is good. Stay hydrated is a huge one. Um, and I used to never bring food and snacks. And now I always do. Because like oh my God, you need I that stuff do. during the day. I never did before. It uh, helps so much. And then I Neil started talking about what Danielle wedding. does, bringing all those little sandwiches and all that stuff. And I was like, yep. you yeah, know be, what? Yeah, I shouldn't because be done. before Yeah, bef- before Danielle came along, I, w- I would have like little baggies of crackers and like five energy drinks. I, I was I was so unhealthy <laughs> back then. But now she just brings sandwiches and water. You know, that's... You that's got... You got yeah, Sometimes there's a plethora of food at prep and the parents are like, please, please, please help yourself. Let me make you a sandwich. This and that. Fine. Other times there's nothing. And then you're not seeing food until when? Maybe cocktail hour? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe not. If you're, if you're running through doing portraits, finishing up that, setting up for your reception, you might miss it. And then you're not eating for another two hours. Come on. You got to bring a sandwich or a wrap. You got to bring something substantial. Crackers, mm-hmm. fine for a snack. Energy drink. That stuff is just not going to cut it. You got to bring... No. You got to bring some. I bring a sandwich and, and it's very unhealthy every wedding. And sometimes I don't even end up eating it, but or it goes to garbage. But I usually do eat it. And uh, every wedding I've been doing that for years. There's no way I'm not. There's a second used, part yeah. to Val's first question. Uh, the second part to Val's first question was, do you see a physical therapist, chiropractor or massage therapist often? Well, that depends on the person yeah. more so the job. 
I would think. Right. Yeah, if you need that. Um, we, 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 our job is not that tough. We're killing ourselves every five days a week. Yes. Well, about six One years ago, I, I had some foot, foot problems. And I did go see a, a massage therapist, and it definitely helped out. But that was the end of the season. I kind of treated myself to that. That I was wanna, a personal I decision. I want to say something so. controversial now. Okay. You ready? Yes. It sh- but it shouldn't be controversial. You ready? Okay. Um, chiropractors <laughs> don't do anything. I would, can we have a whole podcast on that? And the, I just want to finish this. Uh, I need uh, 60 seconds okay. on my soapbox. Um, they're not actual doctors. They are not part of the American Medical Association because it's not actually proven by medical evidence-based science. And it, there is no evidence other than placebo effect to suggest that it does anything. The end, the re, that's okay. the reason that it should not be controversial because it's evidence-based that it doesn't work. And if it did work, it would be science-based medicine, but it doesn't. So it's not, and it's something else. It looks like Jimmy's else. got a rebuttal. Oh, Jimmy, no, no. Her, no, oh, no. Oh, okay. Some people oh, get no. really upset at that thought. Oh, they but, do. But and, it's, and if Natalie was here right who, now, the chiropractors me, themselves. Would, oh, the chiropractors <laughs> themselves <laughs> yeah. as well. I but, bet. but but so it's their livelihood. Now now <laughs> what I will say is is there a placebo effect? Is it like like a massage? Can a massage make somebody feel better? Sure. But but you have to keep that in perspective. Sometimes people make claims, like say that you're going to go to see a chiropractor to help your you know, something that, that you should be going to an actual medical doctor for, and then you don't get healed, and then you end up getting hurt and get a, getting injured. Sometimes the claims that they make go beyond the scope of feeling better in the moment and placebo. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. I know that just riled I, I, some of you guys I up. I can't even comment. But, My comment will be 20 but, uh, minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And I, but overall, Andy, I concur. Mm-hmm. I've been to many chiropractors over the past four years-ish, and I realized this, they're either cracking your back or they're not. Yeah. There's no adjustments of anything. Yeah, dude. And, and it's all, I'm it's, sorry. It's actually scientifically proven that you can't not adjust a spine. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, that's not even but, true. But, you can't do it. I so, have met people who swore. I know. That oh, I know. You'll, you'll have plenty of people that swear by personal yeah, experience, I, you know, but, but, but personal yes. experience is an evidence-based science based on multiple people because if it worked, on people on a regular basis and was something more than a placebo that was just in your head and could have been actually other things that actually did it, then it would be something different. That's just my little side note um, yep. thing on the side. I'm just, I'm basically what I'm doing is I'm just, remember that that pasta I, I made before? I put in the pasta there and then go. I threw on the sauce. I'm just stirring <laughs> the pot right now. Uh, just to, Oh, you are. <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit, you know? So Well, you know, awesome. I, I, I can, again, I can comment, but I, I met this, uh, my brother-in-law talked about a, a, uh, a chiropractor he went to that, and I've been to many who would, hit, who would take, it was a woman, she would take her hand on the roof of his mouth and pull his head up and twist it a certain way and do something else just to get that right of his back or something. I've never heard of that before. And he was like, oh, she was great because he had back problems his whole life. Now for what this woman's doing and has done in the past, this chiropractor, is cracking his back adjusting it, we were to call it, in a way no one else does. So my theory on the whole chiropractor is that your back is going to crack a certain way or it's not, and if the doctor can figure out a good way to do it and go and release some pressure for you, hats off to you. Right. But that's 
really it. Like a massage, Let's move like on. a massage, it can feel good. <laughs> but if you want to know any more, just Google our chiropractors, real doctors, and have fun from there. Um, oh, shit. Okay. You're going to see a lot. <laughs> um, right, can, I, can, I, can I go back to our first question? Yes, you can. Um, we're still on the first question, aren't we? Yes. No, no well, the first okay. part of it. Because, oh, uh, first part. First part. Yep. Yeah, the, yep. the mental health and physical therapy, again, depends on a person. My advice to anyone in this business is stay fit, whatever fit is to you, because it is quite physical. And the last thing you ever want to do is be like sitting down and having to get up and be like, Ugh! and then you get up to do something when someone asks you to do that. Because that means you're too tired, you're not fit to your own body frame, and you're throwing in the towel already. And it's just, you know, midway through the day or whatever the case is. Granted, if you hurt your foot or something, exceptions barring that. So, uh, I, again, just whatever, whatever's comfortable for you and in, in what you know is like a good weight or a good physical fit, or if you like to just Say, uh, I like, I like binging on weekends, but then during the week I'm going to work out like crazy. So I'm, so I'm, I'm ready for the weekend, whatever works for you. It's important to, to feel, to wake up for the wedding day and be like, I am going to kill this today physically. And, Cause then, you know, you don't go you, when you don't have to, when you have to pick up a bag or go for a quick run, or you got a lot of stairs to climb. You're not like, Oh, oh my God, this is killing me. You know, that, and then, that's, and dude, that's, that's, that's so spot on. Let, let, let me show you this. These are my steps for what I took last Saturday. Uh, can you guys read that? No, nope, because you have that uh, stupid uh, blur oh, effect oh, on, on your sky. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get rid of that. <laughs> You're the one that turned. And it only looks for okay, faces. Right there. Okay, that's that's uh, last, 5. last week. 5.6 mm. miles. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like running. A, that's more than running a 5K, right? Yeah. That's, well, so it's, that's, we are on our yeah, feet I don't know. a lot. I mean, that's 14,000 steps. I remember my, my record steps was uh, wedding I shot in Jamaica, which was 33,000 steps. Um, in one wedding, I mean, I think that was equivalent to eight, eight or nine miles. I'm not sure, but like we do a lot, like it doesn't feel like it, but you feel like it when you get home or wake up at the next day, you know, that's, uh, that's very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Valerie has a second question. What do you do to help maintain your mental health as well? When you have to balance so many personalities as well as your personal life. What do you do to help maintain your mental health? I've got a very quick answer for that. My quick answer is I stop doing work at a certain point and I play video games or watch TV shows. That's my thing. <laughs> like I literally just need to turn off at some point and I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done editing for the day. I'm done thinking about tomorrow's wedding and I just like turn off. That's kind of what I do. Okay. Or, or learn yeah. something. Go on YouTube and look up smart people and learn something from them rather than not. Like I'm talking about like smart philosophical things, science things. That's always a good time. That's what mm -hmm. I do. What do you guys do mental health wise? Uh, it's, it's staring at me over there at a bottle of Glen Morangy. <laughs> <laughs> that or a Glen Fittig behind me. What else you got? Valveni. Yeah, you, you have quite a few up there. Yeah. Got a Balvenie twenty-one year. I got some tequila. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, we don't, you know, listen, we're not, we're not drinking to the point of like stumbling, but um, but we definitely, we, I, I drink every day. Yeah, I drink every night. I, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm an adult. I can do that. You know, I'm not, I don't ice cream. I don't go for fudge or cookies. Yeah, there's different people. <laughs> I, there are, I, yeah. I look, I think I look great, but I'm still drinking like crazy. Right. There are people that. I think I think like you have like a nice social drink a night, 
and it's all good. Some people, you know, obviously you can go too far and then that's what your life is all about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think you're, you're, you, you do it well. You do it with a little like uh, class, kind of like Mad Men. You know what I mean? Well, I, okay. actually, I disagree with that. Maybe I shouldn't because <laughs> they were pretty terrible on Mad Men when you look at it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, it's, uh, but I... The turning off of like, you know, you can sit there for before you know it, it's like for half hour you're just scrolling on Instagram or Facebook or doing and you're like, what am I doing? I'm doing nothing right now. You know, like I'm I've I've been a guitarist since I was eight years old. And just it's just so many days go by, I don't even pick the damn thing up anymore. So I've been made a made a point to like at a certain point just put everything down and I can still have a movie in the background, just pick up my guitar just to play like I have like I did for years. And that's that's been I've been doing that more and more. And that's a good thing just to, you know, to me, a TV in the background or a TV on isn't necessarily, uh, isn't anything more than just background noise. We've all grown up with that. We've, we know what that's about. It's not like in your face and you're not interactive with it. You're watching something. Sometimes you just end up muting it just to, or pausing it just to concentrate on something else. So it's either to me, I look at the TV in the background playing something is like the radio on in the background it's not much difference because i'm barely watching it it's just it's just a movie i know or something and you know how many times we're scrolling through and we go oh that movie's great i think that's important too to put the social stuff away at any given point in time at night mostly at night and then just just even by yourself just chill just just, just do something else you know yeah you're right just stop editing stop calling stop doing stuff because if you're not in a mi- mindset to do it you're going to hurt yourself in the the next day when you look back and go what was i thinking Mr. Urban. Oh, man. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, as, as I, I wrote a comment underneath Valerie's thing, and as you guys know, I was not in the right state of mind last year. I don't know what happened to me, um, and it's been a while since that happened. I went into like a funk of, I, don't, I kind of want to call it depression, but it, it was kind of depression, and um, my confidence was at all-time low, and I, I felt like I wasn't worthy of what I was doing, and I wasn't, I didn't feel like I could do the, the work of what my clients were paying me for. So I don't know, like then, it, then I just kind of snapped out of it. Once I started getting creative in other areas, other than photography, um, we we're doing a renovation uh, of a room and, um, and I designed the room and I, I never designed a room before. And, uh, and I, and I felt that I was pretty good at it. So I felt, so then my confidence of, just being an artist kind of came back and I just kind of realized that, you know, I, I wish I could play music because that would be my outlet of being creative. Um, but I can't play music. And sometimes when I listen to music, it kind of sets me back even more because sometimes, you know, sometimes music gets a little sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I kind of stay away from music. I can't, I don't watch TV uh, unless it's like, maybe, maybe I watch TV like once couple, couple times a year. Um, what? Yeah, I only, wow. I only watch a movie or two a year, and right now, luck, luckily for Game of Thrones, I mean, I've I've been watching TV like during our off season, uh, which has been kind of nice. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I don't watch TV. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just try and get creative in 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 other ways. So that yeah. that's kind of like my outlet. Huh. All right. Yeah. It's all it's right. uh that's human though. We're all um we all have that. We're all have it's like very easy to like fall into like being depressed you know what i mean like for any human being you know Mm -hmm. but then the thing is is we all do things 
to not be, right? Like we start families, we go to church, we um, we embrace, we engulf ourselves in work, we uh, drink alcohol. Like there's all sorts of things that we do, right? To to <laughs> pick, up, <laughs> pick up a glass of wine. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, but we do all these different things Cheers, to like, to, yeah, to like to keep ourselves going, to keep motivating us. Um, and the, and the deal is, is that we should always just try and be taking the next step to, um, I don't know if you guys have ever uh, listened to Jordan Peterson, but he's somebody that, uh, if you Google him, um, and watch some of his YouTube lectures, um, he's kind of become quite a sensation in recent years. Uh, Scott Sutherland introduced me to him, but he, he's just amazing in terms of like motivational speaking, uh, talk about, you know, what our place is as human beings and how we can self-motivate. But, you know, one of his, one of the things that he does mention is, is that who can you be better that, than and who do you know better than anybody you know yourself? So you can't really look at other people and say that I want to be like that or I want to be like that because you don't know those other people's stories, but you do know your story. So if you look at your story and you say, if you look at yourself yesterday, so all you do is you just look at yourself yesterday and say, I want to try and be better than that. I want to be better than the version of myself yesterday. Because if you look at other people and try and do that, you're going to be depressed. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to be at the level that they're at or whatever. But, but if you look at yourself and just say, I want to be better than I was yesterday, and you keep going down that path, you just try it. You literally just try it. And if you do and you keep going, you're, your life is going to be more fulfilled in terms of um, you know, doing the things that you actually want to do. Because so many people don't do the things that they actually want to do. And you're like trapped in, in a life that you, you don't quite want to be living, you know, um, but 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 they're also not taking steps to do anything about it. But if you look at yourself yesterday, try and be better, try and work towards the goals you're actually doing every single day, then things start to happen. That's one, mm-hmm. one of the things, nuggets that I probably said way worse than he does that uh, that, uh, that I take from some of his lectures. Oh, good question. Yeah. Um, uh, I think she had a third part. She did have too. a third part. Um, <laughs> uh, have you ever had to deal with a rough time in your personal life during wedding season? Yep. If so, how did you manage not crumbling under the pressure of personal chaos? Yep. While still fostering a good client experience with a smile, finding balances stuff. Um, basically, this is all about health stuff. Um, just really quickly with me, like uh, personal life, wedding season. Yeah, like I was in... Uh, you know, a marriage that I was uh, that was difficult and uh, wasn't quite uh, easy. And when you're seeing couples at, at a different place, let me tell you, it's one of the saddest things in the world to like be going to weddings and 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 uh, you know, uh, knowing that uh, things aren't quite right in your personal life like that. It's it's terrible. It's gut wrenching, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, um, when I shot those weddings, my clients had no idea. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just like. You just kind of um, you do what you be excited for your clients. You put on the show. You realize you're you're kind of um, um, you're almost kind of like like an actor, you know, like as a wedding photographer on the wedding day in terms of being who you need to be in order to get the best photos for them in order to do your job. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, regardless of uh, what kind of crazy personal life stuff might be going on, that's uh, it's our job to do that to get past got, all that y- stuff yeah. and do it. You got to realize this is what you chose to do. This isn't a nine to five job. You can't just call your boss and say, I don't feel good today. Uh, Mom, I don't, I don't feel so good. I don't want to go to school. You have to do it and you have to plow through and you have to, you don't have to be overly nice. If like, 
a tragedy happened recently or whatever the case is, or you're just not in the right mindset or someone broke up with you or whatever the case is. But um, again, it, you got to be professional and you got to be like, all right, uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to, this is just one day. I have to, and it's not even, it's eight hours maybe. And you, I'll, you'll, you'll be fine. You know, just get in that mindset of being like, I got this, I can do it. Boost yourself up and put aside whatever's going on personally to then just do your job. And it's more than your job. It's your career. It's, it's your livelihood. It's your name. It's your brand. It's everything. So you have to do that. And if you find that you can't, listen, wedding photography is not easy, man. It really isn't. We talked about this earlier in, in the podcast, like when I first started with you guys and someone says something, what, what's your, what's your recommendations? One of us, I think jokingly said, get out, <laughs> do something else <laughs> because it's, it's a real distinct business. You know, I don't know what it's like for DJs or anyone else in the wedding world or pl planners are tough too. You know, it's like people think they can do it themselves. People think they can have their uncle shoot the wedding. People think their cousin can be the DJ. You know, it's like they're all trying, everyone's trying to cut corners and make money or save money. And yet we're the ones trying to charge them for something that that could be done otherwise, just a matter of how bad it is. So for you as a photographer to, to be like, yes, this is why you have to hire me besides a professional. This is just me in general is a whole game that you have to juggle with so many other elements involved. And one of them, like you just talked about, is, have, is being on your A game all the time. Like you said before, Andy, you got to just try to hit it out of the park every time. You know, Andy, Andy, one of uh, one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded was the one it was, it was the one with the bad audio on um, and probably a lot of people missed it. it was it was the episode where my grandmother had passed away mm -hmm. and I had to go to her funeral on the day of a wedding mm -hmm. while my wife took over. And then I had to kind of pick back up uh, where I left off. And that 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 morning when I did the bridal portraits, those, those were probably some of the best bridal portraits I've I've ever done in my career. And, you know, in, when you're going through something personal, whether it's, it's painful or happy, you know, you, you just kind of take that energy and you put it into your creativity and you'll surprise yourself of what you can accomplish when, when you're kind of pushed up against the ropes. Um, sure. and, uh, and I, same goes for, um, my, uh, when I was shooting a wedding in my car that was two weeks old, the limo driver smashed right into it and caused twenty five hundred dollars worth of damage into uh, huh. my brand my brand new Cadillac and and you know it it was right it was literally thirty seconds before I had to do sh shoot portraits I had to block all of that out and shoot yeah yeah my heart out uh, you, and and I was just so pissed that <laughs> I just kind of like I I just I just shot the shit out of it and and you know it's it, it's it's all about energy and in what you like I'm, I'm like you have to be in in, in it yeah to experience it and and like like i said you just you'll you'll surprise yourself even even when you're sick you'll you'll find that energy and and pull yourself up and and kill it kill it friend of the podcast <clears throat> past podcast guest podcast host himself james kelly responded to my question for my questions. homie my question <laughs> for questions and he says your day-to-day -day time management 
I just created a spreadsheet from zero to twenty three fifty nine <laughs> and planned out a typical week with work, family, and me time. So he and, wrote and out he wrote out zero zero <laughs> all the way to twenty three fifty nine <laughs> and at twenty two twenty one to twenty two twenty three that's James Kelly time and no i'm just i'm just joking but he wrote it all out and so but he basically says like um do you have set working hours or just let work or do you just work when you can um, I, I personally i work when i can yeah me too i'm yeah. i'm not i'm not that kind of guy if if i know i have a lot to do i'd be like all right i put away this stuff stop playing around with the studio mm-hmm. making it you know, more of a party scene. And then I got to get this done and get this edited and get this album made or whatever the case is. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit at my computer and finish up a wedding when I can. And see, I just can't work at night anymore. I, I don't know what it is, but like, I, like I want a normal job as much as I can. So I like make it be that like I wake up, I work edit, edit, work emails, all that kind of stuff. Do what I can. If I got to shoot, I stop. I go do the shoot. I come back and I'll work until like, but like once seven o'clock rolls around, I'm done. I'm out. My brain right, power, fine. my that's, bra- that's brain it, power is done for the day, and I'm pretty much on that schedule pretty regularly, unless I have a shoot that goes later, or you know, if there's you know something, some other business, like if I have a client meeting or something like that. But otherwise, I'm I'm just done at that time. Done. I'm out, son. I'm I'm out. I don't look at I don't look at any more photos. I don't edit any more. Even if I'm even if it means that. I'm putting things off a little bit longer, but then okay. Because, dude, that means that I'm doing my 40-hour to 50-hour-a-week job at that point, you know? And if things take a little bit longer for, for them to get there, then that's okay, but as long as I'm com- maintaining communication with the clients. But I condense, condense, condense. I condense it all as much as I can. I condense all my crap. So, like, if I get emails during the day that I do, that it's going to, like, ruin the flow of what I'm working on, whatever, I, like, actually put that in my calendar to respond to tomorrow. You know, like I got like this system of like I use a Todoist and just uh, throw in the tasks that I have to do, and they're categorized: high priority, medium priority, low priority, and I kind of go through those each day, and uh, and I don't and I and I literally I put tasks on for like oh I'm not going to do that today, I'm not going to do that tomorrow, I'm going to do that next week Tuesday, and I'll like throw that task on for that Tuesday on my calendar so I don't have to think about it until then because I don't want to think about it until then I want to live a normal life until then you know so i so i do the best that i can to try and do that you know easier said than done sometimes though yeah yep i I, yeah it it, something about like like the normal consistency um in life is good you know you get up this time you do your thing you have your coffee you make some eggs whatever you go you stop at the convenient mart to get to something and then you, you do that every day like that ritual is good. If your ritual yeah, is like, wanna, I'm not working at night. I want to see Jimmy's routine for going into a convenient mart. I want to see what that looks like. Does he like know the people when he walks in? I have, I'm yeah. in a small town. Everyone, That's what I know I'm wondering. Everyone. That's hey. what I'm wondering. He's probably yeah. like, hey, I'm yep. here. Yep. Here I am. <laughs> Mark Eric writes into the podcast. Friend of the podcast. I've seen his name before. Uh, Mark says, um, how do you scale your business for... This is a good question. This is a great question. How do you scale your business for the long term? What do you plan on doing later in life when you're over 50? Well, Jimmy should know. 
Um, the uh, part hey, of that hey. second question there. <laughs> Jimmy, how old are you? Come on, it's time to reveal your age on the podcast. Are you? 50, October 6th. Wow. I will put the my address. So, Jimmy, in this question basically for... is just for you then. This, this question okay. is basically okay. just for you. Um, Andy, how do you however, scale your business you long term? are only 10 years away. I know, I know, I know. I, but what do you do? That's a tough question. What it do you is. plan on doing later in life, Jimmy, when you're over 50? What happens then? Like next year okay, when you well, turn over 50, what are you going to do? Still going to do wedding photography? I'll still do it if it comes knocking on my door, yeah. Okay. Um, I do. I have a studio. I do a lot of headshots. Mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of that. So that's A. By the B. way, podcast listeners, Jimmy really looks like he's like 40. You know what I mean? He's, he looks at least 10 years younger than he is. Maybe even younger. Maybe even younger. Yeah. I'll take 40. I don't know about younger than that, but fine. Yep. Um, so uh, I also own a building that has rental property on it and potential for uh, parties, which we've been doing and I've been promoting more and more. I'm about to announce a, a little Instagram page for the space we call the dark room. I've been working on that. Um, so that's that's like a second income there. It's not much now, of course, but um, you know, once once the loan is paid off for the bank that put the building, then that's just pure income from owning property and owning a building that has three apartments. So, you know, but yeah, think ahead because you're right. When you're, you know, men in their fifties is like, look this look this up. That's like when when most single women. Look at men and older men, quote unquote. That's like the age, like the early fifties is like is a good age bracket for. Not that I'm single, but I'm saying that's like when men can take a whole other realm of life and say, "I'm going to do this now," and they can do it. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping on, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where I'm going with this, but uh, Jimmy, you are the George Clooney of wedding photography. I know. I'm trying to be. <laughs> so, whatever. Whatever you can do, do. If something comes knocking at your door, I would say, hey, entertain the idea of it, whatever it is, if it's something cool. Because yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. A photographer I knew in this area anymore isn't even doing photography. Yeah. Uh, mentioning a name. But uh, I'm like, wow, website down, this <clears> and that. I'm like, I don't know what this person's doing. Fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, but hopefully that person's happy and doing good and everything's all right. Yeah, man. Uh, real quick for me, it's about in, like uh, investing. So I'm trying to invest in IRAs and stocks and and things that are smart, you know, so that when I so that I actually can have a chance of retiring at you know 65. I plan on I plan on shooting through 60 early 60s, you know, something like that. Um, but when I turn 65, I don't plan on rolling around on church floors anymore, you know. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm trying to be smart with investing and I'm, and, but that also means, uh, like properties, you know, so I've got like a little place that I rent. My wife has a little place that she rents. Um, so we're trying to be smart about that kind of stuff. Um, and so, so between that and, uh, like I wouldn't mind transitioning more to like workshops, maybe in my fifties, something like that when I get there, you know? That would be a possibility. I used to be a teacher. I wouldn't mind like, who knows, maybe I'll like find some community college photo gig or something like that. That'd be cool. Um, I wouldn't mind transitioning into some something like that later on too. So, but I also have, um, I think I mentioned on this podcast, I have like a list of like 
all these side gigs that, that I would do if I had time to do them. Literally, I've got a list of like 40 different things. Ever since I lost the security of being a teacher and getting a teacher's salary and all that, I was like, whoa, well, what if this wedding thing doesn't, wedding photography thing doesn't work out one year? What am I going to do? So I've got this literal list of about 30 like side hustle things that if I ever have the time, I would start doing them. Um, and uh, kind of kind of go from there. But I'm done. I'm done working for the man. Those these are all freelance things, you know that that could uh, help support the lifestyle. So maybe transition into some of that other stuff. I yeah, I would I would love to um, start getting into more commercial work. I, I have a feeling that more more and more wedding photographers who are getting up in age they start leaning towards commercial work, um, fine art, portraiture, all all that good stuff. Um, but for me is, I mean, I learned so much about how to run a business through photography. I'd love to start more businesses Absolutely. that have nothing to do with photography. There, yes. there, there's, there's probably a good handful of other businesses that I'd like to start, um, just see w which ones would make the best investment, um, for our area mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and start small and then, and then work my way up to, to what I really want to do. And, um, and also make make smart home decisions of of renovations. And so if we decide to sell this place, we can make a very good profit off of that too. So, uh, you know, that's yep. pretty much my my ten year goal. Yep. Uh, Bryden, literally as we're recording the podcast, got the last question in. Just wrote it. Um, Literally, just as we are kind of wrapping up Mark's question. So, Bryden just got this one in. And Bryden, if I'm saying that right, I think I am, uh, says, how wide is too wide? What's the widest lens you use for weddings and portraits? I've got, I've got a new answer for this based on a recent wedding I just shot. But uh, what do you guys do? How wide is too wide? Uh there's no answer for that. It depends on how big the bride and groom are. And it depends what kind of um, mood you want to portray. You know, like someone, yeah, you know what they say. The bigger the couple, the wider oh, the lens man. that you end up no, using. No, no. Right, Jimmy? <laughs> well, You've heard that saying before, haven't you? If you have a really fun couple... <laughs> Just, Oh, after um, after that comment and chiropractic comment, I mean, we're going to get some bad reviews yeah. like just off this episode. No, chiropractic <laughs> If, if you got a fun couple who who is not into super posy stuff, unless you just have fun, then being up up on them, on like a on a wide lens, a, a twenty four and even wider, to show that they're part of like the frame and and having fun and laughing and their faces might get kind of distorted because they're laughing and fine. Yeah. You get the other bride who makes sure that dress is just perfect, and everything has to be just right. I wouldn't get up on her face with the wide lens. It's going to distort things. So there's no answer to that. It depends on your couple. It depends on your style. Well, I remember you know, when I first started, I was shooting like a, like a uh, 24 to 70, and I shot a wedding party. And I had uh, like the girls on one end, the outside of the frame, and the girl on the outside of the frame like messaged me, why do I look so big? And I was like, because I was shooting with a wide angle lens, and I learned to never do that again. <laughs> She was towards the edge of the frame. She shouldn't have been mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. It was her fault. She put herself there. No, she didn't. That was my fault. I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing then. Um, so I just had my second shooter on the a recent wedding, um, the one where he flew out 
when I, in that last podcast episode, um, he sh- he has he brings a fisheye to a wedding, and like I, for years I've never wanted anything to do with a fisheye because I'm like whatever blah blah blah, but man, dude, like looking it through like some like reception shots and even like shots of the couple where if you long as you put them in the right part of the frame where they're not distorted themselves, like we were doing these like cool ass shots, man, and I was like really super happy with the shot I got, but then I looked at his shot, I was like whoa. I need a, a fisheye. Like, I literally feel like I need a fisheye lens now because, like, it just comes into those key moments where it just, like, it's kind of jaw-dropping when you have yeah. the right kind of architecture and stuff, like, in, like, windows kind of play around. It's, it's like, that is just looks insane. Um, but it has to be with the right kind of shots. But it also looks awesome for even reception. It's like, you just, but you have to shoot it in a way that's just kind of, like, yeah, I'm shooting the fisheye. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I like the right. way it looks. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to have that attitude and then it just ends up looking dope if you do it the right way. So. We have one We have one for Nikon. Natalie has only one now because I don't have one for Sony. But we haven't touched that in probably two years. Oh, that's your mistake. And, but Because my, my 12 millimeter, is her widest lens is a 17. So the difference from a fisheye to 17 is pretty good. My, my 12 is definitely wider than the 17 and you can see that and uh i stopped using the fisheye because it was kind of like eh, gimmicky but maybe it was my own thing because i used it for so long and overused it occasionally i'm guilty of that you know so but it is a cool look i don't know man i'm seeing i'm seeing the beauty of a good fisheye right. shot smart oh, shot up. well Neil, we're going to see any fisheye Neil Urban photography I've, anytime no, soon? No, no, because I've I've won. It's been for sale for about three years, and I still have it. It's it's brand new. I only used it twice, is and it, I uh, like the look of it. It's for Nikon. It's a Sigma DX lens for Nikon. Yeah. Oh, so it's not full frame. Nope. Okay. Oh, I'm but, but, I'm you, get, but you get a, with you if it was. But you get a cooler effect if if you shoot full frame, then you get the full circle. Mm. Uh, no, mm. no, no. Some say don't do that. Never. Stop. Don't or, 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 or you or you put the uh, the FX in in DX mode or the uh, full frame camera in DX mm. mode. Mm. Then, okay. then that's, you get that's better. Yeah, I'm thinking about, do the thinking about don't it. do the circle. Uh, but, um, uh, don't do the circle. I want it wide. I want I want it full frame. I want it full frame, and okay. I want it for Sony. The, uh, gotcha. But no, the widest I go is 14 millimeter, and that's to show off the whole scene, like a like a. A nature scene Actually, or whatever. Maybe, maybe I would get that for Nikon because I'm still shooting that Nikon wide, wide reception shots Nikon. So maybe I should. Maybe I should, and and I would rather pick it up cheaper. So maybe I should be on the lookout for a good fisheye wide for my Nikon. What's your widest lens? Uh, twenty. Okay. Oh, the twenty prime. All right. Yeah. I used to have like a sixteen thirty-five. Yeah. But you know, pick up this. Now. Pick up the Sony twelve to twenty-four. Yeah. Good lens. So what? It's a four. Whatever. Whatevs. The way Ladies it is. and gentlemen. Oh, it doesn't matter getting that wide. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 107 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Thank you for joining us. Gentlemen, do you have any last parting thoughts <laughs> as Neil wears the reflector hat above his I think head. I'm going to go to back to school to become a chiropractor because that's the gig, man. <laughs> that's the gig. Oh, God. Be a rock star. People rolling in, paying you money. I don't even, I don't even think I'm going to put that in the show notes because <laughs> you have to be, you have to really dig in. 
uh, to to get there to get that. Anyway, uh, guys, thanks for uh, joining in on 107. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been good. Where can people mm-hmm. find you, Mister Jimmy Ferrara? Uh, it's search my name. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, JamesFerrara.com, and then social is at JFerraraPhoto. And then I'm launching a new page soon on Instagram for the space we call the dark room. Keep an eye out for that. Anyone local in my area, cool party space, which has been, but I, some people don't even know it exists. Boom. That's oh, it. I'm out. Oh, Jimmy, I, you, people send me likes. They want me to like different pages once in a while on Facebook. They try to yes. get me to like things. And um, 99% of the time, I ignore those things. I want nothing to do with those pages oh, when people send them to me. However, okay. How, however, you sent a thing, a request for me to like your dark room. And yeah. I inadvertently hit the button, the like button. And I was like, oh, shit, this actually worked. <laughs> but it was totally inadvertent that I actually hit that like button. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to support Jimmy and the dark room. It's a cool spot. When you guys come and, down and visit, and you're I not like going to want to leave. the dark room page. It's a cool, cool space. I only like that's, it because I'm, that's I'm our supporting future right there. There you go. Yeah, not, because, not because people send me likes that they want me to like things. Okay. Okay. Uh, Neil, where can people find you? NeilUrban.com. And uh, follow me on Facebook. I'm, I'm being a little bit more social on there. I'm posting videos and, and problems that I run into uh, in real time. So uh, follow me on Facebook. And if you're going to follow me anywhere, follow me on Instagram. My name is Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And that is my Instagram handle, Andy Buscemi. Uh, or follow, or Facebook is cool too. Uh, just search me. And thank you everybody for listening in to episode number 107 of Wedding Photographers Unite. We will catch you next time, everybody. Peace out. Bye. 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 Bye.